Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. Open your Bibles to Isaiah, the seventh chapter. We want to welcome everybody online. We're so grateful for everyone to be here. But I want to encourage everyone that comes online to get here to church because uh, we got a we got a wonderful uh, church uh, turnout this morning. Can, can everyone here let people know how excited you are to be in church? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles to uh, um, to um, put up that a second outline I gave you. Um, I want to add a couple of things for the second service. Um, I, Hebrews 11, we're going to turn there first. The Hebrews 11th chapter. And I'll begin by simply saying we're going to go to Isaiah 7, which we did in the first service. But I want to begin here because in Hebrews 11, because in Hebrews 11, it records a whole lot of wonderful people who lived the life of faith, fulfilling the will of God in their lives, specifically uh, addressing and preparing uh, the earth for the coming of the Lord. Amen. And we would be surprised, pleasantly surprised, to, be, um, to hear how many players there were from Genesis to Revelation who were involved in bringing God's redemptive plan uh, to pass. A, a multitude, listen, of, uh, of believers who were never named or identified, even though their roles and sacrifices were just as significant as those that were named. And in Hebrews 11, verse 33, it just simply says this, who, those people, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, somebody shout hallelujah, hallelujah. stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, and turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, and they were sawn asunder, and were, tempt and were tempted uh, slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Today, if you saw that or witnessed that kind of life or lifestyle, you'd think the believer was living in sin. You'd think the believer had been, had been living a life of compromise to receive that kind of a persecution, that kind of attack in their lives, but that was the common practice. That was the common commitment for these men and women who really, listen, who are really believing that everything God said prophetically about the coming of the, of the Messiah, that they held on to that and were willing to pay the greatest price for that to come to fruition, and that was their own lives. How many agree that we have a pretty soft as, as believers in America? I said, how many agree that we have a pretty soft? We, don't ha we haven't faced anything like that so far. The Bible says, of whom the world was not worthy, they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. The Message Bible ends that with this. Not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. God had a better plan for us that their faith and our faith would come together to make one completed whole 
which is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. And I've shared this before, but I'll say it one more time. The reason, listen, just think of this. How many of you today agree that because we, right here at Faith Family Church, we endured almost 40 years of, of, of trial and warfare, uh, challenges of every kind? How many glad that we didn't quit? And how many God, lives are changed because we didn't quit? Hallelujah. My point in bringing, amen. It's my point in bringing that up is there's a whole world out there that is depending on us that we won't quit, that we will stay in faith and run our race so that one day they can know the Lord Jesus Christ and together we can be completed at the resurrection of, our, at the, resurrection of the last day. Can I have an amen? amen? That's what he's talking about there. Chapter 12. Now, do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we better get on with it, strip down, start running, and never quit, never quit, never quit, never quit. Turn to somebody and say, never quit. Never. Amen. He's talking about never quit in your commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, no extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus. This is the Message Bible. Who both began, keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything, anything along the way. Cross, it means that place, that the cross for you is, is self suffering, it's self denial, it's you setting aside. Uh, your pride, your rebellion, uh, all the things that you think are valuable in your life. You set them aside and you put Christ first. That's what he's talking about. The cross, shame, and whatever. Now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging your faith, go over again and again, item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. I love that. Hallelujah. I said that'll shoot adrenaline into your souls. Praise God. I'm very grateful that Jesus, Jesus ran the race and he finished it for us. Hallelujah. He didn't grow weary in well-doing. He didn't quit halfway. He could have, the Bible says he could have called a, a legion of angels to come and deliver him from the cross. Um, but he didn't. He stayed true to the calling of God. Every one of these heroes of faith understood that when it came to God's will, it wasn't about them. It was always about him. The reason churches have such a problem today with all sorts of assaults and attacks, and Vicki talked about offense this morning, is because, the, it, because when it comes to church, it's all about them instead of all about him. If it's all about him, you'd have a whole less, less, fo less focus on yourself and, and your needy life. Can I have an amen? amen. It is all about him. All about him. Praise God. Isaiah, the seventh chapter. Amen. Isaiah, the seventh chapter. We're going to begin with verse 14. The Bible says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. In the Hebrew, it means the strength of almighty God, uh, almighty God with us, or the strength of the almighty is with us. Say God is with us. Now, this, of course, is a prophecy according a, a, a prophecy of the promised Messiah, the one who would come and take care of the transgressions of the world. And, and we share on this because it's important. You can write this in your Bible, right beside your Bible. Faith has a voice. 
God knew that if he was going to get his will into the earth, that he was going to have to speak it. And, he, he was, and God was the God of faith. I'm going to think about this. God, well, the moment he spoke the prophetic, and we'll look at some of these, the prophetic promise of, of Jesus' coming, the moment he spoke that, it took 4,000 years to bring that to fruition. So for 4,000 years, he endured hardness. For 4,000 years, he stood and stayed in faith and was unwavering in what he promised as far as the Redeemer coming to the earth to pay for the sins of, of mankind. So when it comes to his will, especially salvation, God knew in the very beginning for him to see it, he'd have to say it. Amen. And he did. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And the sign was a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you will call his name the strength of the Almighty God with us. Isaiah 9, verse 2. The people who walk in darkness shall see a great light. Now, here's Isaiah prophesying again. A light that will shine on. I mean, we hear a word from God, and we think, okay, praise God. Because I'm sorry. But in our, sometimes in our carnality, especially Fruit Loop Christians, they go from service, they go from, they go from, they go from a meeting to meeting. They never get rooted in a church. They're just looking for an inspiring word, a thus saith the Lord. And even if they get a thus saith the Lord, if you dig, listen, if you get a thus saith the Lord, you better realize that there's warfare coming to uproot and, and, and destroy what you just got from God. I just want you to understand that. So if you get a word from God, then you better pray for the grace uh, to endure uh, while it gets here. I'm just saying, that's just the, it, it, you just read. Yeah, all these people, all these people, yes, the Redeemer is coming, not realizing the price that I have to pay to keep that alive, to keep that going for 4,000 years. Amen. The people who walk in darkness shall see a great light, a light that will shine on all those who live in the land of the shadow of death. For Israel will again be great, filled with joy like that of reapers when the harvest time has come, and like that of men dividing up the plunder they have won. For God will break the chains, the spiritual chains that, blind, uh, that bind his people. And of course, for all, for, until Jesus got her, all, uh, you know, they were, they were bound by chains of oppression, uh, yokes of bondage, uh, uh, spiritual darkness, uh, moral compromise. God wanted them separated. He wanted them to be a light to all the nations. He not, uh, he not only chose them, he anointed them. He, gift them. he gifted them with prophets. He gifted them with judges. He gifted them with kings. And still they had a challenge uh, of being pulled into the world and, and being like the world instead of separated under God. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that we have the Spirit living in us to empower us to live a Christ-like life. If you believe it, shout amen. 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 God in us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. It goes on. He goes, and the whip that scourges them, just as he did when he destroyed the vast host of the Midianites by Gideon's little band. In that glorious day of peace, there will no longer be the, use, the issuing of battle gear. Oh, my goodness. No more the blood-stained uniforms of war. All such will be burned. Amen. Every kind of war you can imagine. The, uh, I mean, I cannot wait. I cannot wait till the weapons are turned into plow. What do they say? Plowshares or something like that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, finally. Finally, the Prince of Peace mastering and ruling the earth. And there's no more wars, no more division, no more strife, no more offense. Come on. I, I can't wait for that day. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go on. 
Uh, and all for unto us, here it is, look at here, why? Unto us a child is born, unto us a sin is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Hallelujah. This will be his royal titles, or these will. What, 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 is it, what are his royal titles? Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. His ever-expanding peaceful government will never end. Hallelujah. You know, I want you to know, especially young kids, you have a father. I wasn't probably the father I could have been or should have been just because I'm just frail like the rest of you. When we grow up, a lot of times, whether we like it or not, we, we carry some of the we carry some of the uh, phrases our, our parents uh, uh, said. We carry some of the uh, behaviors that they exemplified in their lives. And we, you know, it's just, we just grow up to become a reflection of those that raised us. And so, and of course, but, and so sometimes we get disappointed. I loved my daddy. I was with him when he passed away. But for 35 years, when I needed him the most, he wasn't there because he was a severe alcoholic. And again, I loved him. I was with him when he passed away. But my point in bringing that up is you have a heavenly father that understands you, that loves you, hallelujah, and that's going to be with you. He's going to bless you. He's going to guide you. He's going to care for you. He's going to provide for you. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. You have a good father in heaven. I just want you to know that because we get disappointed sometimes, you know, and when we think our parents fall short, but uh, hang on because, you know, you'll grow up and fall short in some areas too. And if, you, if you're full of love, loving kindness and tender mercies, you'll have, the, you'll have the same measures when you grow up and need it. It goes on and says, now, the, he goes on, now, um, he is ever-expanding, his ever-expanding peaceful government will never end. He will rule with perfect fairness and justice from the throne of, the, of his father David. He will bring true justice and peace to all the nations, every nation, all ethnicities of the world. This is going to happen because the Lord of heaven's armies has dedicated himself to it. Now shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God declared this Messianic prophecy right here in Isaiah 730 years before it was fulfilled. Now that, now that truly is a manifestation that faith has a voice. In fact, in fact, the word of God is activated with your confession. Now turn to Matthew, the first chapter. Now we're going to see the fulfillment of this prophecy and we're going to go on. I'm just going to share a little bit of a series between now and the end of the year uh, called The Cast of Christmas, meaning there were so many people involved, as I read earlier, so many people involved in this redemptive plan of God, and so are you. Until Jesus comes, we're involved in the redemptive plan of God. Of course, we're looking back at the cross. We're looking back at the cross. They were looking forward to the cross. They didn't understand. They believed that a Messiah would come. We believe he's already came. Shout amen. amen. And so now we are carriers of that good message that Jesus is in the earth to bring hope and healing to the nations. In Matthew 1, we find the fulfillment of this prophecy. Hallelujah. And uh, read uh, verse 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed or engaged to Joseph, before they came together intimately, physically, physically intimate, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. And I just want you to know that Joseph had a, a, the heart of God. 
Why? Because in Judaism, if you, if you, found, if you had a woman in your life and, and she was unfair to you um, uh, physically, sexually, that uh, the, the law said you could stone her without a problem. No question, just stone her to death. How um, many glad that Jesus is merciful? Amen. And, uh, but he had the heart of God because that wasn't his point. His point wasn't to ruin her reputation. Her, his heart was to protect her. And so he was going to put her away privately. And the Bible says, um, but while he thought about this or these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, hey, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, you know, Joseph had to take that by faith because up to that point, come on, you cannot get pregnant without becoming intimate with someone. That has to happen. I mean, right? The law of Genesis, the law of seed time and harvest, that has to happen except for God. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, he, you, you, um, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and I love this part, and you, Joseph, shall call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, watch this, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord. See, God knew to get his will on the earth, he had to declare it. Amen. Hallelujah. Every time you say, Jesus is my healer, you're declaring a promise, hallelujah, that God made to you through his death and resurrection. Say, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Why is this important? I don't care what it is. I don't care what kind of virus. It's it just that simply COVID has been the God that has been exalted and lifted up. I mean, 24 stinking hours a day, we are driven. It's driven to our brains that COVID's going to kill us. And I'm telling you, people are hiding by the droves. But praise God, I declare no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. You got to come to a point. You got to come to a point where you say, what is true? The word of God or the word of men? The word of God is true. Hallelujah. Himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. And by his stripes, I was healed. Hallelujah. I mean, just, just that kind of determination. Just You don't have to go around telling anybody else that. Just, just declare it to the wind. You don't have to go around casting your pearl before the swine. You just declare for yourself. Praise God. And, and again, I'll say it. Wearing a mask or not wearing, wearing, wearing a mask or not wearing a mask doesn't reflect any spirituality of any kind, better or worse. Nothing has nothing to do with it. Has nothing to do with it. But just grow. Grow in grace and truth. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Somebody said, some, some dummy said, well, Jesus, he'd wear a mask if, if the law said. No, he wouldn't. I mean, he hugged the lepers, one of the most disgusting diseases you could ever imagine. And he wasn't, I mean, give me a break. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Amen. Hallelujah. And no, not that you'd be foolish. You operate in the measure of faith that you have. But at least grow in grace and truth. At least grow so that one day you can walk in the peace of God. So when you, I mean, I heard one little boy was in the car with his, was in the car with his, with his daddy, and, and uh, he was messing around. All of a sudden, his mask fell down, and he started to cry. He said, Daddy, am I going to die? Give me a break. 
We've got to grow in grace and truth and create an atmosphere of faith, hallelujah, an atmosphere of hope, hallelujah. Can I have an amen? We just, I mean, at least grow. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which spoken by the Lord to the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused in sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought her firstborn son. He called his name uh, Yeshua, uh, Jesus. It means Jehovah saved. And then, of course, Mary's response to all this wonderful news was, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. So from these few scriptures alone, we see that God honored his word as the prophets declared it. See, we always get thrown off by the prophets. But see, you're, you're, you're prophetic. See, we want to be prophetic, not pathetic. Amen. I mean, just prophetic in the sense we're speaking what God says. Isn't that, easy? Isn't that something? How we, it's so easy to speak what the world speaks. You know what? What? Tomorrow there's a, there's a 30% chance of rain. Hmm. There's a 70% chance that it's not going to rain. But see, we... But man, we will herald that. I mean, it's the gospel. So, mine, we're going to get our, you know, we're going to get our umbrellas out. We're going to cancel everything we're going to do outside because there's a 30% chance, and bless God, I believe it and I receive it. Why don't we kind of get to the other side and at least practice some of this stuff and not be so easy to be a parrot that just keeps parroting and just keeps mimicking what the world is saying? Can I have an amen? So let's practice it. Hallelujah. So 4,000 years of faith and patience is what God endured for our benefit. How many are grateful that he endured 4,000 years of faith and patience to help us, to deliver us? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, so let's, so I'm going to skip a couple of verses because it's going fast today. There are 365 Messianic prophecies in the Old Testament. 365, that means one for every day. That means God wanted us to always remember, praise God, his prophetic promise of deliverance. Deliverance from uh, evil. Deliverance from spiritual death. Deliverance from sickness and disease. Deliverance from oppression. Deliverance from car accidents. Deliverance, I mean, come on, praise God. I mean, he wants, he wants us to remember that he is our deliverer. Amen. 365. So our part in all these prophecies, whether they are B.C. or A.D., uh, all the promises of God are prophetic. Every one of them. All of them are prophetic. It means they were decreed and believed before they came to pass. Amen. Amen. And so they continue to be. See, God's word is, is not yesterday. It's not, it wasn't yesterday. But it is today and it is forever. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? So we don't, we believe the word of God. No. So the first Messianic prophecy, we got to wind this up. Praise the Lord, this has been fun. Genesis 3.15. Let me read this verse to you. This is the first Messianic prophecy. From now on, you and the woman will be enemies. Now, this is God addressing Satan. As will, as will your offspring and hers. You will strike his heel, but he, and I love this is the, the Living Bible translation, but he will crush your head, and that word head in the Hebrew means your rank or your position of power. Brother Hagin has taught this through the years. I believe it, and I know he's got scripture for it, but I'm not sure where it's at at this time. But he says that God gave Adam 
a 6,000-year lease on the earth. And that 6,000-year lease is about to come to fruition once this dispensation is over. Because once the church age ends, we go into the thousand-year millennium. Or we go into seven years of tribulation from there. I'm just, all I'm saying is this, that, that uh, we are at the closing of this dispensation. Listen, there is going to be the coming of the Lord. And there's going to be a people. Now, if there is a rapture uh, or not, the Bible talks about a catching away. But before there's a catching away, there's a falling away. But we want to be a part of, that's, of, of the catching away. Can I have an amen? Simply meaning we want to be the virgins that have their lamps full of oil so that we keep our light shining, praise God, so that when, the husband, when our husband comes, when Jesus comes, we will be ready for his coming. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what we want to be part of. So... God kept his promise. 4,000 years later, 1 John 3, 8 says this. He that committeth, that word means continually practices sin, is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he might destroy, that word means dissolve or undo the works of the devil. Amen. Colossians 2.15. God disarmed the principalities and the powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross. But let me say this. Satan's power, if you're disarmed, how many agree that if you're disarmed, you have no weapons at that point? Amen. So, so that's what Jesus did. He disarmed, watch, watch this, the principalities and the powers, plural. Ephesians 6 talks about them in verse uh, 13. The prince, or 12, the principalities and powers that were ranged against us, he defeated them on the cross. And the only thing that Satan has today now is, 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 is deception. Pastor Vicky talked about that in prayer this morning. And, and deception uh, and, um, and the pride of man. That's what he uses to work in people. Listen, and I know this is not probably politically correct, but it is correct. Many of our, uh, probably most of the politicians, um, either they're demon-possessed, or, or, or if they're not demon-possessed, they're, they're demonically tormented by the devil. You can't act the way some of those people act without being driven by Satan himself. Because they want to destroy everything that is good from God. You cannot support any organization, though many Christians did. That you cannot support an organization that murders our babies. That sacrifices our babies on the altar of convenience. My God, when are we going to stop and, and discern it for what it is? In the spineless Christians that we have who support organizations that destroy our offspring, but kill your dog, you'll go to jail. Murder your baby, you'll be applauded. It's disgusting. But this is the days we're living in. We've got a lot of people that support it. Supporting the murder of our babies. It's just, it's just, and it's been going on since 1973. And no one will ever stand before God. No one, whether they're a heathen or a Christian, will stand before God and say they didn't know the difference. Not one. Just like the sexual perverted person. People that are sexually perverted know they are. They already know they are. 
That's why they want to gather themselves together with groups to affirm or cover up the guilt and conviction that's in their own lives. We're living in days which we need to keep our light shining, listen, and preach the truth. I don't know, that was in my line, but it sure was good. Colossians 2, 15, the Bible says in the Message Bible, Jesus stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. I love that. Hallelujah. I love that. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 7, 9, Message Bible, I'm winding down. Know this, God, your God, is God indeed. A God you can depend on. Why don't you lift a hand and give him praise for that right now. Thank you, Father. Watch this. He keeps, watch this, he keeps his covenant of loyal love with those who love him, with those who observe his commandments, watch this, for a thousand generations. That means you and I are included in that. Is that beautiful? That, isn't that beautiful? I read that to you because I want you to know, when you go to the word of God to find a promise, how many here, honestly, honestly, in your, don't lie now in church. How many here honestly love the Lord? Raise your hand. See, every one of you, you love the Lord, you raise your hand, praise God. You love him. Therefore, that belongs to you. All the promises in his word belong to you. D did you hear me? Now, just to help you out a little bit, I'll, sh I'll share with you where some of those promises are found. I mean, they're all through the Bible. But Deuteronomy 28, you say, well, pastor, that's Old Testament. Yeah, but it was part of the Abrahamic covenant. And the Abrahamic covenant uh, was fulfilled. Abrahamic covenant was established 430 years before the law was, uh, was given. And so, uh, so Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, all those blessings belong to you. And we, we confess that actually on, the, uh, on our confession. We give the offerings, receive the offerings. And then, and then also you can read, um, uh, of course, Malachi, the third chapter, uh, where it talks about God promising to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. hallelujah. And so God wants to bless your life. Say, God wants to bless my life. But really, there's, there's three things that he requires. Number one, that you love him. Well, you just acknowledge you love the Lord. You love the Lord. And then number two, he says, I want you to be faithful to my word. Hallelujah. Be faithful to my promises. Walk with me. Worship me. Serve me. Please me. How do you please God? With your faith. Hallelujah. And I love that. I love that. Uh, we'll just wind that down, wind up, but just reading this. He says, he keeps his covenant of loyal love with those who love him, observe his commandments for a thousand generations. So our security and our safety, listen, and all the freedoms that God has promises are found in loving him, seeking him, obeying his word, praise God, Amen. and, uh, and, and um, being faithful to him. Amen. So I'm going to pray. Musicians, you come up and thank you. I'm going to pray this morning for you. And I'm going to pray for your family. No, listen, I'm not insensitive to the pain. We just had a brother that came to the first service this morning. He was, I didn't know it. He was sick for almost an entire month. I had no idea. Why? Because nobody called me. Nobody told me. I didn't get it by the Spirit. A lot of times when people are missing, I don't, I don't especially today, I you just, I mean, it's just been, uh, it, we're not the only church. I mean, I talked to a real good friend of mine that pastors a real good church. He said, it's, it's all over the nation. 
all over the nations, people are, uh, Christian people are being motivated uh, by fear. And, uh, and we ought not to be motivated by fear, uh, but by faith. And I'm just saying, I mean, I'm not being insensitive. My heart goes out to, my heart goes out to people when they're, well, uh, I love, Pastor Vicky and I love people. We, we, we pray and anoint people with oil because we want them healed. We want them free. And, as, and again, you know, you being sick, I mean, come on. Some people think, okay, something bad's happening. You must have did something wrong. No, Satan attacks your life only two avenues, when you do it right and when you're doing it wrong. So don't get all over yourself. Don't, don't get so hard on yourself. <clears throat> but I, I guess I, I'll tell you what is good news, the power of agreement. That's good news, the power of agreement. I said the power of agreement. Where two or, re, two or three are gathered together, Jesus says, in my name, I'll be there to confirm that and enforce it. That's what he said. And so it is, so we're gonna agree today for that. So if you have family members that have been separate, we're gonna pray for the healing. We're gonna pray that God will raise them up for his glory and honor. Come on, everybody. Let me tell you, I've never known one person that I never know one sick person where God got the glory for them being sick. He got the glory for them being well. <clears throat> he got the glory for them coming out of that, praise God, victorious on the other side. So I don't take any of this lightly, none of it. I'm not trying to be cold or callous when we talk about the things we've been dealing with. I'm not, I don't deny COVID. My goodness, it's, it's been devastating. What, a quarter of a million people have died from it? So it's devastating. It's been devastating, but on the other hand, uh, and again, I'm not, I'm not, but on the other hand, 99% of the people that have died have died because of pre-existing conditions to which I say to anyone who's got pre-existing conditions, you do everything you can. If I had, if I stood up here today and I was, I had lung problems, I had emphysema or I had asthma or something, I'd, I'd, I would protect myself. I'd wear a mask. So I'm not, I'm not down to any of that. I'm not. I would. I, but I'm in, I mean, for 70 years old, you know, I do six miles a day on the treadmill. I, I feel I'm pretty confident that this physical body can handle it. I mean, it's not everything. I put my faith in God, but I'm not going to be motivated by fear, uh, you know, at this point in my life. So again, hear my heart because I'm not, you know, I don't judge anybody for, you know, wearing a mask. Not at all. I want people to be at peace. But at least grow. At least grow in grace and truth. Can I have an amen? amen. At least keep growing. Keep growing. Keep growing. And God will bless you. Bow your head for me. I want to pray for you today. <clears throat> We're going to close by making a confession of our faith. But I want to pray for you this morning. First of all, I want to pray for anybody out there <clears throat> online that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Those of you here today, that if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to pray today. And we're going to pray a corporate prayer. And I just want, or maybe you need to rededicate your life to Christ. And that's, this is, again, this is between you and him. I can't, I've not been called to go home to live with you. I haven't been, I haven't been called to, you know, to, to, to be your judge. I've been called to minister the word of God to you. And then you as an individual believer, you take the word into your heart and then you receive it. And you, and you help, ask God for his help to walk it out in your life and he'll give it to you. Because he's a good God. Say, I serve a good God. So bow your head. If you're watching online, bow your head. And let's everybody together. Today, I want you to pray this prayer. Everybody here, pray it. Dear God in heaven, thank you for your love. You said it was unconditional. And I receive that by faith. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. And I believe 
that you raised him from the dead. Thank you, God. So today, as an act of my will, I ask Jesus into my heart to be my Savior and Lord. Lord, I receive you now by faith. Thank you that you have forgiven me of my sins and that my name today is written in the Lamb's book of life. God of heaven, I call you my Father. And thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives in me and who will help me to live a life that pleases you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now give God a good shout of praise. Everyone here, give God a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you. Would you all stand for a moment? Now we're going to pray a prayer of agreement today because I think it's necessary. And I want you to practice your faith. And I want you to, we're going to, I'm going to pray and you're going to be in agreement with me that healing will flow right now in this body. In the name of Jesus, we bind that virus from spreading on this congregation in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So close your eyes and I'm going to pray and you agree with me. Father, we just bless you today. And thank you, God, that your word prevails over every attack of the enemy. Let's all give him praise for that. Thank you, God. We declare, as Isaiah prophesied, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. So, Father, I thank you. We declare that every disease germ and every virus that touches these bodies dies instantly under the anointing, God, that we carry. And we give you praise for that. So, Father, we pray for our loved ones that uh, have been uh, attacked in their physical bodies. And we're asking you, Father, to bring healing to them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Healing to our families healing in their bodies, healing in their souls, God, and healing in their hearts. Heal, rela heal relationships in our church, God. And God, we thank you, God, for manifesting your spirit in every one of our hearts today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Everyone thank him for it. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, put that Psalms up. And we're going we're gonna to let you go right after we declare this. You got something, honey? Okay. <clears throat> Everyone. He who dwells or sits down and remains in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the pestilence. pestilence. Yeah. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Stop. Let's give him praise for that. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. Continue. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, 
Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he's known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. Give God a good shout of praise. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.